Greater love hath no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. The Gospel this morning begins with this. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. This word love, and I'm not going to expound upon all the the four Greek words for love because it's been done and probably overdone, but this is the word agape. It is not romantic love. It is not even brotherly love. It is not patriotism. It is devotion born out in service. It is death to self. It is the death of your own will that you might do for others. If you've ever been married, you know what I'm talking about. That you would sacrifice yourself for the other. It is exemplified, of course, as Christ dies on the cross for us, on Calvary. John says, you want to see what love is? Behold. In October of 1990, I found myself standing in a tent in the middle of the Saudi Arabian desert. I had been in Hawaii three short months before that. I was kind of hoping to be there then, but alas, I was not. The Marine Corps giveth and the Marine Corps taketh away. And I was in this tent with uh, 40 or so other officers of the battalion. Most of them were about my age, first and second lieutenants. A smattering of captains, maybe a half a dozen or eight. Two majors and one lieutenant colonel. And the only one who had ever been shot at in their entire life was lieutenant colonel. And he was unlikely in this coming war to be doing any shooting. And so the Marine Corps was concerned because we had not been in a shooting war for 20-some-odd years, and everyone there was green. They had never been in combat. And you always wonder what a man's going to do the first time he gets shot at because you just never really know. And so the Marine Corps sent the assistant division commander around to all the various units. He was a combat veteran, a pretty considerable one. His exploits were famous in the Marine Corps. And uh, as as a young lieutenant himself in Vietnam... And they sent him around to to talk to all of us to boost our morale. This is another sermon, but I will tell you this right now. Morale is the battle. Morale is the beginning and the end of the battle. The battle is morale. It's not guns. It's not bullets. It's not bombs. It's morale. It's another sermon. But he came out there and he wanted to, to see how we were doing. And he asked us a question. He's a, now, he's a brigadier general at this point. And we're all a bunch of young officers. And he says, what will inspire a Marine to, a marine to her- heroism, to heroic acts in combat? And after a considerable pause, one young lieutenant, I feel so sorry for him, he raised his hand and said, well, anger or hatred of enemy or something like that. And the general pointed at him and said, wrong. <laughs> and then he asked the question again. You can imagine that nobody was getting ready to raise their hand up after they had already been soundly rebuked in front of everybody 
by a one-star general who himself was famous, famous for his combat exploits. And the guy had, like, fruit salad from here to here. Okay? (laughs) We stood there for what seemed like 20 minutes. Because, you see, the general was not going to answer his own question because, I mean, he's a general. He doesn't answer his own questions. Somebody else answers them. He asks them, you answer. That's the way it works. And so we just waited. And eventually this one guy, an, an older lieutenant, probably close to captain, but a good dude, I knew him. He raised his hand and I was just like, oh. And he said, love. Now you can imagine what that sounded like in the tent of all these guys dressed in, uh, well, at that we weren't in tree suits. We were in, uh, you know, the dirt suits, whatever you want to call them, chocolate chip suits. And, um, and he's in a tent with a bunch of Marine officers, and the answer is love. A, bunch, a whole bunch of Marines. It kind of sounded a little, little funny, right? And the general said, exactly. Exactly. I know they put this verse all over war memorials. You know, I get that. And, and, it's, and it's fine. But let me tell you something. No Marine ever died for the flag or the star-spangled banner or the constitution or anything else. They died for the guy next to them. That's what they died for. They died for their friends. Believe me, you. That's, what, that's who they died for. And they did it willingly. There are young men out there who have jumped on grenades and received in their body the explosion and metal from that That is laying down your life. That is literally laying down your life. Figuratively, that's laying down your life. And that's what they did, and they did it for their friends. Jesus is saying, I'm your friend, and I'm going to lay down my life for you, and you, in turn, lay down your life for me and for everyone around you. He says, you are my friends if you do what I command you. And so we go back to the summary of the law. To love God with our heart, soul, and mind and our neighbor as ourself. To lay down our lives. To set aside our will. To set aside the me, me, me and the I, I, I. And to look at that other person with the compassion that Jesus Christ looked upon them. To love them. To do for them. Not just in your mind, but with your actions. Jesus says, or the Apostle Paul says in Romans 5, and I'm paraphrasing, he says, someone might dare to die for a good man. And that's the example I just gave you. Verse 8, a quote, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We are not his servants any longer, he says. We are his friends. And so what he does is he reveals No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. His friendship is the self-revelation. It is the revelation of everything, of what will happen in the future. Now this is kind of, this next little thing is on the order of a confession. I have a fantasy sometimes, it's probably not healthy. That I can go back into my body, okay, and say about 1986, 
And of course, the idea is that I can relive my life knowing what the 58-year-old version of me knows, both personally and historically, okay? And I cannot make all of the mistakes that I made. But every once in a while in this, uh, this dream state, I think to myself, well, now 1986, in April of 86, Microsoft did their initial public offering for $21 a share. <laughs> and at the end of that summer, I had $4,600 because I'd been pulling crab pots all summer long out there, saving money so that I could have something to eat when I went to college, right? And I thought, well, you know, man, if I took that $4,600 and bought that, and it's split nine times as it has now. Yeah, the calculation is about $6 million. <laughs> and yet that is nothing compared with Jesus calling us friend and not servant. And for revealing to us all that the Father had made known to him. For you see, friends, there is a future coming, okay, and the world either will not hear it, has not heard it, will not accept it, but God in his mercy has softened your heart so that you will, because it's worth a lot more than six million dollars. In fact, the guy who was partners with uh, Gates, his guy's last name was Alan, can't remember his first name, there you go, he's dead. Second richest man in the world at one point. Lymphoma took him, 65 years old. It's all gone. Like Dad said, he never saw a hearse with a U-Haul hooked up to the back of it. <laughs> and yet the riches, the riches of, of what is offered to us in Christ. And the world doesn't know it. You know it. I know you think it's just the common knowledge, but it's not. It's not. The world doesn't know it or won't accept it, which is the same as not knowing it. What an investment that is. Every single moment of your life, from now until you breathe your last, that, that is, that is friendship from Christ. That we, that our wills might be rendered irrelevant, vanquished, destroyed, and overpowered. That we might love God and love each other as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ wants us to do. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.